This is Everyday Photography Every Day, where you get to listen in on a chat between a photographer, that's me, and a regular human. That's me. With an eye on making your pictures amazing. No technical stuff, no talk of gear or software, just photography for the love of it. We're sponsored by Neomodern.com, bringing concierge photo printing and framing to everyone with a smartphone. I'm Suzanne Fritz Hansen, enthusiastic iPhone picture taker. And I'm Michael Rubin, photographer, founder of Neomodern, and grumpy old man, and we're in San Francisco tonight. Welcome. Hey, Suzanne. Hey, Rubin. How are you doing this morning? Doing really well. How are you? I'm pretty good. Um, you, you told me that you're arriving to the show today with a guest. I met a friend. That's so weird. You know, I, I have to say, it reminds me, uh, when I lived in Los Angeles, I had this buddy, Grant, and uh, his house was always sort of uh, festive. And, I, you know, if you didn't know him well, you'd understand, like, why is your place so festive? If he'd go grocery shopping, if you sent him out to Safeway or something, he'd always return with the groceries and, like, a group of people. <laughs> he just showed up with people. It was just nonstop. And I always loved that about hanging out there. Yeah. Anyway, you've gone out. You're always traveling for your work. True. And uh, today you decided, <laughs> um, like, you brought someone back with you, right? I did. Yeah. So what um, happened? Andrea uh, Pritchard, uh, meet Ruben. Yeah. Um, Hi, Ruben. Hey, Andrea. Andrea and I hey. have a really funny meet story. Tell, it, please uh, tell me. Yeah. So I was sitting in what city? San Diego, I think. We were um, in San Diego. Yeah. In San Diego, and then we were flying to Chicago, and I was sitting there, and someone was literally ordering a sandwich over my table from like the other side of the um kind of like the seating area so not in the restaurant but like in the seating part um and i was sitting at a table right on the edge and so but we got to chatting and talking and i was like well why don't you you know sit down and have a mimosa with me and then we wow. started chatting and i found out she was a photographer and a filmmaker you're actually um you're in montreal right now at the film festival is that correct with your film i'm i'm actually right now in new york city okay and i um i just finished with the soho film festival soho so my film, film was yeah the soho film festival Congrats. and thank you and i just had a seven-day festival there and so wow. i'm like in transit yeah and i haven't quite left the new york area yet but i'm getting there <laughs> and i will be back in montreal shortly Are, do you live <laughs> but, in montreal uh, i do i do oh. i live in montreal Cool. So it was kind of nice that I could actually drive up here and, um, yeah, be in New York for actually nine days. Uh, it was a seven-day festival, incredible festival. Had a great time. Amazing just to get your film. Um, can, can you tell us about your film? Yeah, yeah what do you, what's your film? Yeah, so my film is called Risk Women on the Frontline. And um, it's a film about three female uh, photojournalists. And um, it's their story. Uh, I interview all three of them, and it's intermixed with uh, their images. But they were doing it years ago before you heard of women photographing in the fields. You kind of hear about it now. And when I say fields, I mean the front line or, you know, when you, you didn't hear about the women that were out there, mm -hmm. you know, they, they all just went to work, you know, uh, you know, maybe the Globe and Mail sent them out or, or the Washington Post. Um, and so there weren't a lot of women doing it, but there were women that were doing it. And uh, so this is, this is their story. And, Who was the first um, one you met? Yeah. Who was the first photojournalist that you met? Well, it's, it's kind of interesting because I was doing my graduate degree in uh, visual journalism at Concordia University in Montreal. And I wrote a proposal as to what I wanted to do for my thesis. And um, and I had a vision. Uh, I, I, you know, I had a vision as what to what type of 
story I wanted, but also the caliber of people that I wanted in the story. And it all based from um, uh, looking at a, an article that was in the paper and seeing it about, it was a huge article, and it was about this one male photojournalist who's quite famous. And I thought, where are the women? And I just started uh, researching it and looking more into it. Although I knew they were there, I had the yeah. books, I had everything. But I wasn't seeing a lot of information being put out there so i had reached out to get back to your question i had reached out to several different women photojournalists female photojournalists and a top caliber and i had spoken to a few of them and uh then but i wasn't sure how my story was going to come together we're talking was it going to be a series of images with you know <coughs> voice underneath so a st photo story was it going to be a film was it going to be and it slowly progressed and developed and i ended up meeting uh Yungi kim and what I did is I reached out to her. She's uh, quite a famous photojournalist, um, world-renowned. We had one phone call, and uh, we spoke on the phone very quickly, and we hit it off. And I wanted three women in my film. And she goes, I think I have two more. And I said, oh, my gosh, this is fabulous. And we're talking, you know, uh, the other two women uh, were Alexandra Vekian, who is um, a renowned National Geographic photographer, also a conflict photographer and Carol Guzzi who um, mm -hmm. is a four-time Pulitzer Prize winning photojournalist yeah. and also just won what I would call the Walter Cronkite Award um, so these are the women that are in my film so that's wow amazing. that's awesome you know it's interesting I mean I've always felt that photography was particularly um, egalitarian you know there were uh, when I look at the greats of photography, there are men and women. Uh, you know, in the F sixty four group, there's you know Imogene Cunningham and Alma Lavinson, yeah. and and even in photojournalism, you know, Mark yes. Burke White and Dorothea Lang. Yes, and yet you don't hear about them quite as much. Isn't that interesting? And and it's funny. I mean, that's what I was finding because, like you. I knew of them, right. I've heard of them, but I, I wasn't seeing the stories mm -hmm. and I was seeing the stories on the men and I was like, going, where are the women? We need to look at this, you know, and tell some stories. So yeah, no, I agree with you completely. Well, that's great. Well, mm -hmm. I'm glad you did that. And you're also a photographer, so you're a journalist, you're a photo, are you a photojournalist right. as well? I'm. I'm originally, I mean, uh, I have my Bachelor of Fine Arts um, and, um, and now my graduate degree in visual journalism. I'm originally, a, I would say, a fine arts photographer or, you know, an artist. Um, but I'm also, uh, after graduating from Concordia, uh, I'm also now, I would call myself a documentary photographer, but I have been doing it since I was seven. Hmm. So I've been shooting and creating and art has been part of my life since, you know, a very young age and photographing since the age of seven. So these, you know, I can remember when the women that you're talking about or the people that you're talking about, whether men or women, I can remember picking up um, the book, The Family of Man. Mm -hmm. And um, that was as a young girl and kind of like, I had to have that book. <laughs> there was no way I was leaving Washington without that book. And um, I still have it. When I went to film The Ladies in Washington, I actually put the book in my bag. I mean, it was it was an incredible experience for me. And yeah, I am a photographer. And um, and yeah, it's, and now I get to tell their story, which is so cool, which is pretty cool. That's, yeah, really, really, that's really great. I'm glad you did this right. documentary. 
for, for me personally, I've gone from a phase of still photography into a phase of video and then I right. moved back into still. Like that's been my right. arc. Uh, I was so excited uh -huh. when professional quality video suddenly became accessible. I mean, that was my middle career. How do you uh -huh. think about still and video in, in your work? Are there different? Yeah, it's, How do you it's, it's interesting. Yeah, yeah, I hear what you're saying because when I actually do, you know, for this video, for this documentary, I actually shot the, the portraits also. Mm -hmm. So um, you've got their images and then you've got portraits and also other videos I've done. I'm doing a combination of because my basis is actually photography, right? Mm -hmm. That's where I'm coming from. I've been told that I'm kind of one of the fortunate people that the way I shoot is the way I film. Mm. Where some people, when they're photographers, they pick up the they pick up the film camera, and you just don't get that dynamic image all the time. Mm -hmm. And some people have a hard time transitioning. I seem to be able to do it from what I'm told. And I feel very comfortable doing it but you know you're you're often fraught between okay do i shoot video or do i shoot right <laughs> do i shoot film and so often you've got to have you know if you're going to do that project you've got to have both you know a couple cameras on you to do that of could, course and i'm always kind of doing both at the same time could you yeah. describe your work or your aesthetic in one word in one word that yeah. that could be really tough i i purely love black and white i adore it mm -hmm. i love to have <laughs> yeah and i love to when you look at my images that hopefully you see you take a second look at what i've shot hopefully i'm not just giving it directly to you mm -hmm. um i want you to see more in my image in my in in the picture than than a first glance look and go okay i've seen it Hopefully you take that second look and third or fourth, you know, whatever it is. Hopefully I draw you in for that. So I'm, I'm hoping there's a layered, there's a layered feeling to my images when you, mm. when that you're, that creates this interest. I like that. I like and, that distinction. Um, yeah. 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 That yeah. draws you in, you know. Why black and white? Oh my God. <laughs> I mean, I, I have my, I have my answers, but I'm always excited to hear someone else's oh, answer. Black and white. What can I say? I just want to eat it up. I just <laughs> love it. <laughs> I just want to own it. Um, I guess, uh, you know, I've developed, hand developed film and I can remember the first time, you know, actually developing film and then, you know, putting it in, uh, then having that image when you're developing the, um, the actual picture and that coming up it's magic it's mm. beautiful it's just i mean i had to have my hands in the chemicals and my hands in the as they were developing i mean just the whole idea the whole feeling it really is magical it's so um, funny I that also, is the word that everyone seems to use yeah, when developing film it's like you see an image is. that appears and you did that it's like you magnetism. Like, you know it, it works from a physical property, but it's still like when you it's put like, two magnets together and they do that thing, yeah. you're like, whoa, it's what like, is right? It, keep you, it could keep you fascinated for hours. Right. Yeah, and I think that's what developing does. Um, but also, if you go down to the, you know, the basis of what an image is, um, you know, I think for me anyway, um, your composition has to be bang on when you're shooting black and white. I mean, your your composition has to be strong in order to, in order to make a really good black and white image. I mean, there's mm -hmm. no distraction of color, you know, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, it, that 
color can be a key a complete composition in itself and can be distracting from a really good color composition right mm -hmm. but it no matter what in color and black and white your composition has to be key and especially i, be, I believe anyway in black in black and white so i also like that black and white takes you outside of um outside of what you see you know with your eye distinctly I mean, so it does remind yeah. you it's sort of self-evident <clears throat> that it's um as an artifice that it's a creation you know, right um right there's that sense with the color picture that it's a document of a real of a, a real moment or real something and the black and white isn't a sort of abstraction without saying it you know i agree completely with you yeah exactly it is hmm. and um do you print i i do i mean and i have uh, yeah, for sure. Um, recently, and the prints that I do do now are, I mean, I can do a hand-developed print, but um, of course, I'm I'm di I'm working mostly digital now, and mm. um, and uh, I do print out I do print out my images, yes, and I really do like that too, especially for you know portfolio review or how you're putting something together, you know, whether black and white or color, how the story flows, and and it, I think it's key to really print out your images and take a look at what you've got. Uh, it gives you a lot more than just looking at the screen. How it really changes that? it. Like, do you, do you take over your living room and like put everything everywhere oh, yeah. or you put it on the oh, wall? Yeah. What do you, how do you do it? Mm -hmm. Well, in my studio, I would pin them to the wall. Mm -hmm. um, so I'd have, I could see the whole series in front of me, mm. you know, so if it's 25 images within a series, I would print them all out because you want to know the order and the feeling and the flow of your story yeah. and what images work beside each other. Um, even if it's not a, even if it's individual images, how would they flow for, you know, if they were going to put, be put together in a book or, or anything, it's just nice to see them printed out. It makes them real, you know, um, it, it, it's just terrific. It's, it's, I, I think it's the best thing you can do. I actually argue, um, often that it's not photography if it's not printed. Right. Right. That's an interesting thought. I kind of like that. <laughs> yeah, you can get mull that over for a while. You can get <laughs> yeah, circle back like if that. it really resonates for you. Andrea, do you have any photographs that are hanging on your wall? Photos that you've taken and photos that are by other photographers? Absolutely. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Can you describe I, them? I have, or one of them? Um, well, the thing is, when I put, <laughs> I had a gallery show, and I um, so I had a lot of images, you know, around, and uh, people keep walking in, and they say, "Oh, I really like that," <laughs> you know. Yeah. So they leave my house. So it's kind of a bit of a rotating, <laughs> you know, <laughs> display of leaving images. So I mean, there's a couple up there right now. They're actually abstract black and whites. Mm -hmm. uh, if you want, I mean, I know what they are, but they're, you know, a rolled wheat from Texas that is kind of cool and looking at the texture and the and 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 that and hopefully it makes you look again also you know part um part of a metal piece that i kind of liked that kind of took you out of yourself also you know other images that are up that aren't necessarily framed and up are images that i'm you know reviewing depending on whatever story mm -hmm. um other photographers there's you know a few others that i that i have up and if i see something that i that i really love you know i'll, I'll I really like to have other people's work too. I mean, it's a gift. What's it up? really is. Um, we, we love talking about sort of the art that photographers put in front of themselves, you know, whether it's their own or other artists. 
Um, yeah. Can you describe something that's up? Yeah, there's um, uh, David Allen Harvey. There's a piece of his that I purchased um, that I just love. It's probably an older piece of his. Um, I believe it's a Mexican worker kind of image, but quite famous. It's color, and um, <laughs> it's just beautiful. I like his. I like his sense. There's other another one. I think. I don't have the name in front of me, but he's quite well. He's very well known. A magnet, another Magnum photographer, um, Bruce Davidson, I believe. And I thought it was. It's a historical image, and it um, kind of draw draws me in to uh, to a moment in time. And he has a bit of a description behind it, and um, it's these two uh, young people in, inside of a car, and um, it's a black and white. And um, and then just images that are, you know I've got you know beyond that there's so many images really <laughs> you know <laughs> yeah do you have like a pin wall in your studio that you I do. are constantly moving these images around or like inspirations yeah, absolutely um, I have a pin wall luckily I can pin to my walls mm -hmm. and uh, and I can kind of look at the story and it's kind of nice to go back from something and then walk into a room and see it with fresh eyes again just like a painting um oh, if i'm painting um or illustrating or whatever or shooting i mean it's nice to back up from your work and take a break from it and then go back to it because you can be too um, married to it do you know what i mean you've oh, got to be able to take a break from what you're looking at so um so being able to put it up there and really look at it but then walk away and come back in you know, a day or two later or even hours later can give you fresh eyes as to what you think works together and what doesn't, you know? How do you deal with creative block? Actually, it just made me think of that's one of the things <laughs> I do when I'm stuck. I'm just like, okay, get out of here. Like, <laughs> yeah. see something else, or do, you do have something that? else. Or do you have or, that? Or maybe uh, you don't, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think everybody can have creative block at some point. I think it's a matter of... Uh, uh, pushing through, and I think that's what makes a great artist is um, is to be able to push push excuse me push past what you're already doing. You know, years ago there was because um, I paint, I do oil, oil paints, and that uh, my teacher years ago he gave me a palette knife, and he said to me, he said this is for the next painting, and so it's to push <laughs> past what you've already done, and to keep going that's what makes a great artist you know uh, because it's hard you can you can put your stuff out out there in the sense of what you've done and then you feel okay I've done that but how do I reinvent and it to keep right and to keep going and keep reinventing yourself and that's what I think makes a really great, great artist I think that, that is what a great artist is I, I also think that discipline of working when you're not necessarily inspired you know you just get to work sometimes it's uh -huh. the working through it that makes the uh -huh. great art happen uh -huh. Uh -huh. Uh, there's such this sort uh -huh. of fetishized idea that you're going to have this bolt of lightning inspiration and create great work but i think uh -huh. the great photographers the great artists just you know as my brother who's a writer says you know writers write you know right. <laughs> that's, that's what you do get out right. there and do it and right and, and writing through it you mm -hmm. know and knowing when to walk away and maybe knowing when to walk away and have that inspirational conversation with someone else or to bounce off maybe another type of art and then come back to your art you know whatever it mm -hmm. is but it's pushing through to the next the next level you know mm -hmm. yeah i'd like to know more about your documentary um, okay. Was the was there a takeaway like after talking to these women um, or thinking about the situation that 
um, they're in. Oh. Like what? Like mm-hmm. what, what was your revelation after doing this? Well, you know, I mean, for myself, when I wrote the original synopsis of or the the pitch as to what I wanted to write about, when I, when I say risk women on the front line, after talking to a number of photojournalists in the field, um, as, and and they were women to talk about what the non-conversations that were going on, you know, the silence of PTSD or, you know, whatever, the non-conversation. And uh, so those were talked about because, you know, it was very, you know, it was one-on-one as I started to get to know different people. Mm -hmm. Um, It wasn't just on the front line of war, but where we put ourselves in the position that we put ourselves in order to get a story. I mean, as a photojournalist, you're in some and can put yourself in some precarious situations um, just to be there because the story is important and needs to be told. So it could be on a front line of a war, but it could be anywhere. You know, we have front lines here in Canada, in the States, and, you know, all over the world. I, so I wondered if, those that was positions, a, if that was a double meaning, the women on the front was. line was about mm-hmm. the women on the front yes. line of this sort of social change. Yes. The, 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 the battlefront isn't necessarily in Syria. It, sometimes oh. it's right here, you know. Right. Uh, absolutely. Um, it was more for me, like, where where we put ourselves, the positions we put ourselves in, be it male or female. But this story is about women. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, it, it, it really is. Um, it was amazing to get to meet these women and to uh, to actually, you know, I'm f- I'm now friends with all of them, so I've developed these uh, relationships, and they're they're just incredible people, and I feel extremely um, fortunate and blessed to have been able to do that story. And um, you know, <laughs> it, it, th- these are people that are you know icons in my mind, and um, mm-hmm. and I'm so happy. What I'm really happy about is they are gaining or getting the every festival that says yes to them. You know, it it gains. They get the recognition that they deserve. It's a recognition of yeah. what they've done, and mm-hmm. that their story is important. Absolutely, you know, and, you and you, it needs to be out there. Mm-hmm. And you also shot portraits. You said of them at I the did. same time. Can you uh-huh. describe the how the portraits turned out and what photos you ended up using? Yeah, it was. You know, it was. It was pretty cool. I mean, I. I don't know if you guys have actually seen the trailer. Um, there's there's some images. Um, in there, like the trailer is shot in sort of uh, one of the ladies' houses in Washington, and there's a back room where we filmed it. And that room has such great light. And uh, at one point, you know, we're all photographers, right? And we're and I'm going, come on out here, we'll shoot out here. And we're all running around going, the light is incredible. <laughs> you know, we were so excited about the light, and the portraits turned out. You know, it's a moment in time that you just can't replace right. where they just turned out, yeah, pretty special, pretty bang on. One of them, uh, like, for instance, Carol's picture is being used um, uh, for her all over the world by um, Nikon and other events that um, uh, that she's represented in. She's an Nikon ambassador. That's her, her main picture. And what I really like about her picture that I shot of her is on her ring finger or one of the fingers, she has a, the ring says hope on it. And that says so much about who she is. And uh, to have captured her with that, 
you know, because it is who she is. She's extremely empathetic, as they all are, and in touch with, you know, what's going around in the world and how they feel about it, They're, you know, and they do. They all have hope in every every instance and that's why they shoot because they want to get the story out there but there there is hope to get to the next level once you acknowledge what's going on in this I imagine area in the world I know? imagine they're photojournalists for different reasons like they've come to this from different places obviously every yeah. photographer is yeah. that something you go into in the story yeah I do I actually do um they're you know, they've each intersected uh, and worked in similar places. Um, they each have similarities in their story, but differences. They are three very different women. Um, and so it's it's nice to see the profiles of, of each of them and how they were born to it and how, what it means to them. And there always is that commonality between, you know, photographers, photojournalists, mm-hmm. what, what their art means to them, you know. Do you uh, have photographers who you... Um, have inspired you that you might turn us on to perhaps? Yeah. Well, these women inspire me. Um, (laughs) These women inspire me. And I think it's important to take a look at their work. Mm -hmm. Um, And I mean, I mean to be standing in, you know, for instance, Jungi's house and seeing, you know, things that she's shot through the years. It's truly incredible, you know. Like what? She's well, <laughs> oh, well, she's shot at even Annie Leibovitz. You know, she's, wow. she's, she's renowned. Her work is world press, you know, mm-hmm. um, and, and celebrated worldwide. And, um, yeah, just to see her walls in the awards, it's incredible. <laughs> and say, and I was, uh, I was in awestruck, you know, because <laughs> uh, I'm a big fan. Yeah, and then like a fan, you know, Carol. Yeah, <laughs> and, yeah, exactly. It's like okay, we'll try to control ourselves. At this point. <laughs> um, and then uh, Carol, I mean, I shot the film at her house, so um, she lives in Washington, and you, you walk into her house, and you know, it's. It's filled. There's wars, yeah. Meeting, you know, President Clinton. I mean, just the lives, you know, that they've they've led. Also, I've had the opportunity um, to actually shoot with them too, or shoot with Carol and Yungi. So, you know, we shot the. Uh, I shot with Carol the world. Uh, the the protests leading up to the inauguration, mm-hmm. um, uh, and also uh, the, the women's march of that year, and then the following year after, I shot the women's march with Yungi. So, I mean, it's kind of neat to be able to do that with them too. Such an amazing of, opportunity. Uh, yeah, it's, it's so amazing, and they're very, of course, very giving, and um, yeah, it's just it's it's a gift. I know that you're, it really is. You're, you've now like finished um, this documentary and it's you're mm-hmm. kind of doing a lot of like the documentary circuit to promote it right. and getting these stories out, which is amazing. But for your photography, how um, mm-hmm. how has this experience, whether it be shooting with these world class, you know, photojournalists or just mm-hmm. the process of making the documentary, how has your photography mm-hmm. changed? Mm. I don't think my photography has changed. Um, well, I guess it. I mean, originally I was more fine arts photographer, right, I guess. Yeah. Um, and the development through that, I'm. I still am, of course. You never lose that part of yourself. Um, I'm probably more than ever looking for that layered story, that one image that says everything that it needs to say. So I'm learning from 
from the best in the sense of when I look at those images, you know, and why they're good and why they say something to me. Um, So in turn, when I'm out there shooting, I mean, I'm, my eye is always developing. So being surrounded by these incredible images, no matter by who, but especially by these women, it allows you to take a second look at about at how you're looking at your work too, you know? You said something really interesting just now about that says everything it needs to say. And uh, you made Uh me think of something when you were describing the hay in Texas and it was rolling Uh in the texture. Is it important to you that the image come with a a little bit of a description or is it truly the image speaks for itself? It doesn't matter that it's hay in Texas. It could be, I don't know, a a texture. Yeah. Can they live without the context of a description? It's self-evident. Yeah. And because the fine artist in me likes living without context, Mm -hmm. you know, and perfectly honestly, I don't want to, often I don't want to tell people what I'm doing because I want you to kind of interpret what I've done. Mm -hmm. Right. The uncertainty, look longer, figure it out. But the photojournalist and the documentary photographer (laughs) in me, well, the documentary, you know, needs to put that information out there too. Yeah. So, yeah. um, How do you struggle with uh, that duality? I'm always torn. Ah. You know, I put the cap on it. <laughs> hey, um, Andrea, do you title yeah. your pictures? Do you put a title on them? If they're going, yeah, absolutely, I do. Um, if they're going to gallery show or something, yeah. I, I absolutely do, and sit down and think about something that works. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I mean, I do. I, I mean, personally, I, I tend to like. I'll give it a location and a date. That's sort of the extent of a title for me. I don't know right. where I pick that up, um, but I'm always fascinated when artists will actually put something kind of interesting as the title like a frame it's a it's another thing that you have to think through right. as you're looking mm-hmm. at the picture right i i like to um i often you know if you go on some of my um either facebook or instagram i'll often attach a, a quote or i'll attach some poetry or lyrics or something um just to make the, the viewer think about what they're seeing maybe in a different light and what the interpretation could be and that. as opposed to absolutely giving it to them mm-hmm. uh, letting them think about it there are the images that i have done that you know on occasion i will give you more and definitely in the metadata if it's going to be going out there you know to potentially be published or whatever it's got to have the detailed information so it can be used by you know a, a newspaper or sure. whatever do you use yeah, instagram but, I do. I'm on Instagram and I'm on Facebook. Um, what do you think Vimeo. of Instagram mm-hmm. as a as a way to share photography? Yeah, I mean, I'm really happy that people are able to share uh, whatever their visions are of you know their world, and hopefully, people are in you know inspired through whatever they look at, and we all see something different. You know, I'm I'm always torn between. You know, all of these social media things, in the sense, they're great, uh, but we want to... I hear your hesitance. Yeah, we want to We want to kind of... I'm trying to word it correctly, because, I mean, there's this... You want to keep... You want people to interact and talk about the work, which is something that we're able to do. And also, the other thing is, there's people that just want to put some images out there and, and just enjoy that. So I think everyone's there for a different reason. For me, I mean, it's really all about my art, about my uh, about my photography, and hopefully people learn from anything that I'm doing, you know. Um, 
but everyone's there for a different reason. And I think year, you know, years ago there there was no conversation or not a lot. I mean, between the artists because we didn't have these platforms. Mm-hmm. So there's some positive and negative things I think to the platforms. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's kind. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I get frustrated with it personally because it's just people. Uh, as a photographer, you can't control how people experience it. They can look at it big right. or small or whatever. Right. But if you're developing your your work to be layered and nuanced, it's the wrong format. They're looking at it no, quick absolutely. and it has to have an instant. But you're still I, getting it out there. You know, it's like it is I, this, I, again I can, that duality yeah. of like. Okay, more right. people are seeing it, but at the same time, it's not a platform that encourages lingering. You know, know. you don't really. No, jump which in. is, I, I, and I hear you totally. You know, I hear that and I agree with you. You know, so that I'm, I'm, it, it tears you, tears you in half because it's not about this little <laughs> thumbnail, but that's about the size of your thumb that's gonna, you know, that you're gonna look at it and, and get a lot from it. Hopefully, when you land on my page or Myungi's Yungi's page, you you're able to stop mm-hmm. and actually think about what you're looking at. You know, and, Let's and hope. the importance of printing too. I think that right. you both have um, spoken of. The, you know, the the importance of like getting it printed, seeing it on a wall, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. lingering mm-hmm. with it, living yeah. with it. Absolutely, um, it makes a big big difference. Um, and it's even adoption. Yeah. You know, it's like you create yeah. this thing and you want it to have a home. Right. You want to know yeah. that it's part of someone else's life and that's some yeah. of the joy of it you know like yeah you just don't get yeah. it with instagram really hmm. no no i mean it that's the thing they're all different i mean of course you know going into someone's home and seeing an image on the wall that you appreciate or going into a gallery and actually stopping yourself and seeing it live makes a huge difference you know um the importance of that of that moment and really trying to experience uh, what what the photographer or the artist or the moment, what's trying to be conveyed here and why is it important, you know, and allow yourself to contemplate that where you may not be doing that as much on a on a platform that brings things down to a very small, small level. But yeah, I mean, I guess that's partly why maybe you've got some of these printing services out there that are saying, try this, try printing it, you know. Well, that's me. To, yeah. yeah, that's it. Yeah, I've, yeah. My, my company, Neo Modern, is really trying to galvanize people, recognizing the, the difference in printing. And yes. why it's, it's not just making a hard copy, but it's a it's a creating an object you know right no try try printing it and see how you feel in a bit feel about it and i'm sure most people if they take the time to do it they'll do it again also let's face it i mean everything right now is on in a digital format for the most part and where are those images many of them you know are are on hard drives and they're not being experienced you know the way we they should i mean my images are yours um you know, are we get the difference between printing and not printing? But the the everyday person that has, um, that you know, has family pictures and they haven't printed anything out. I mean, where are the what hard drive are they going to be on in the future? Because is it going to be a hard drive? Uh, It'll be in the cloud um, and then right. gone. You know, right? And hard. and those family images i mean it's so important that people have reference to their to their past you know oh, and yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah and not having them in in a real sense or something and i think what's yeah. hard too is people tend or uh, this is my point of view but i feel like sometimes people take a picture so they don't 
they're not in the moment. They're like, oh, I'll remember it. But then they're not actually experiencing the moment. So they're not sort right. of cementing that memory in. They're like, well, I've got a picture of it. It's it's there. But then it doesn't live anywhere. It's You don't get to right. see those memories or revisit them or relish them because and they're And they never go back again. Yeah. yeah. And they never go back again uh, to, to look at them, you know, or to visit them. And they're there on the cloud sitting there, you know. Exactly. And um, they're, they're dying. So you've been taking it's photos sad. since you were seven, you said. And you have, yeah. you know, you're incredibly gifted and able to work through a lot of different mediums. But do you have any advice for someone that's just sort of starting off in photography and even if they're, you know, taking pictures with their iPhone, um, any advice you have? Well, I say if you're interested in the arts um, or you're interested in photography or you're interested in photojournalism, whatever it is that you're interested in, apply yourself to it. And don't be afraid of... um, people telling you maybe that you shouldn't go with it go with your gut you know if you feel you want to be there do it shoot and shoot Mm -hmm. and shoot and shoot some more and um and learn from others and the artists and the and the poets and the you know of our community learn learn and uh, keep going don't don't be disheartened and don't think that you can't i've met too many people in my life that um unfortunately followed a different path when they really wanted to be you know let's say an architect or a photographer or a you know a writer and they decided to give up on that and go a completely different path and it's actually years later they're in pain from it and they end up going back to it because they don't want to be what they're in. So I would say to someone young, follow your dream, follow your path. And there is a place for you out there to support yourself and make a living and and do what you love. Well, it's entirely possible. I've done it my whole life. And you're you're absolutely evidence of that of, you know, continuing to find new mediums and reinvent from a palette knife to a documentary mm-hmm. film. So, mm-hmm. uh, Andrea, thank you so much. This has been just a an awesome conversation. I'm so happy that you ordered your sandwich over my table um, <laughs> <laughs> and that it brought us together. Um, I'm, I'm so happy to have met you. I know. I, I can't wait yeah. to have you come out to San Francisco soon. You'll have to check us out at Neo Modern. And, and I, I want to know when we can see your film, yeah. like where it's available oh, to well, be watched. Okay, well, my film has... Um, I mean, it was just at the Soho International Film Festival. Uh, So it was screened there. Um, It's doing the circuit. So if you follow my page, which for Risk Women on the Frontline, or even myself, you know, Andrea Pritchard, artist, um, you can follow kind of where it's going next. Also on Instagram, it's on there. But there's also an Instagram page for, um, for the film, Risk Women on the Frontline. Uh, and there's also, I would say, the Facebook page is probably a bigger page um, mm-hmm. uh, in 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 terms of people that are watching it. And then there's always me, which is Andrea Pritchard on Facebook. And there's a couple of pages of mine out there. But don't be afraid to friend me under the artist. With any luck, we can help um, those those photojournalists yeah. get become more household names. Absolutely. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Well, cool. it's been such a yeah no it it's uh, been an exciting and interesting uh, ride and I feel um, you know extremely fortunate and blessed to be able to be part of this project with these incredible women and to have met both of you and yourself on that on that particular flight back from uh, San Diego <laughs> so gosh you know I mean it, it's incredible the momentum that this film has gained and then just after you know meeting you going to the Soho Film Festival I mean it's just been. 
it's been a whirlwind tour i'm so so excited thank you Uh, thank you again um and i can't wait to see you when you're in san francisco anything we can do let us know um oh thank you i'll I'll wrap up our show now so our show is recorded and produced in san francisco go to neilmodern.com slash podcast to get show notes see photos and post comments please leave reviews and ratings on itunes and don't forget to subscribe and we get new listeners from you telling your friends and spreading the word so if you know someone who might get something from us send them a link uh thank you to andrea for joining us thank you to mitchell foreman for our theme music and all of you for hanging out we appreciate your attention and hope we've given you some things to think about until next time <laughs>